everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to the God, Trump, and the 2020 Election Podcast, the podcast that is counting down the days to the most important election of our lifetime on November 3rd. Today is October 21st, only 13 days ahead of the election. And today, I have the privilege of interviewing the pastor of the International Church of Las Vegas, where uh, President Trump attended, and there was a tremendous um, prophecy given. There were great prayers. I was just watching the video myself. It's been all over the news. We reported it on uh, charismamag.com. And so when I was able to get uh, a phone appointment with Pastor Paul Mark Goulet, uh, I wanted to kind of get the backstory on what happened. So let me just start, first of all, by welcoming you. Your church is well known. We have uh, reported on it at various times over the years. And when I wrote uh, God and Donald Trump and all Mm. the things that happened in the election of 2016, I wrote about him coming to your church and some of the words and prophecies that happened back then. So why don't you kind of bring us up to date on what's happening? And and then we'll talk about, uh, you know, the president coming to your uh, church and what you feel that God is saying at this time. Well, first of all, thank you, Steve. It's a privilege to be on this podcast, and I love charisma, and we've met on a couple different occasions, and just a great honor, so thank you for, for allowing me to share the story, um, and I'm going to try to keep it in the Reader's Digest version, because um, four and a half years ago, um, I had an encounter with God in a hotel room in Paris. Um, I've been working with a guy named John Maxwell, and I helped start his, um, his uh, equip training in French. And uh, I've been there about 11 years, going back and forth from Las Vegas to France. And one night I was in prayer, and as clear as day, Steve, uh, I heard the voice of God in my brain. Because I've never heard it in my ears or seen angels, but in my mind, I heard clearly, okay, Paul, hand over the leadership in France. They've got this. I said, okay, God, what's my next assignment? Because I love assignments. And uh, he said, I'm calling you back to the U.S. to have an impact in the U.S. I said, Lord... There's great preachers out there. There's great TV preachers. There's great, you know, you don't need me in, in, in the States. Send me somewhere hard. Because uh, basically I did 10 years in, in India and Asia. Then I did uh, 11, 12 years in France. And I was looking for my next assignment. Could have been Africa or whatever. He said, no, nope, you're going to go to, uh, you're, you're going to put all your effort into the U.S. I, uh, he said, uh, media will call you. Politicians will call you. And um by the way, you have to become an American. <laughs> now, my family landed in Canada in the 1600s. So uh, my great-grandfather was the Auditor General of Canada. I had an uncle that was a Supreme Court guy. So it was like, what? I've got to give up my Canadian citizenship and become an American? Uh, long, long story short, I did. Uh, I went through the whole process. I told my wife, she says, well, I'm not going to become an American yet. I said, that's okay. I've got to do what God told me to do. So I uh, became an American, and then I got contacted by all these stations um, and politicians, Rand Paul, uh, Mike Huckabee, um, Dr. Carson. One by one, they just started calling me out of the blue and uh, asking for my help or my input because um, our church is, is, um, you know, is spread all over the place, and it's been a, a great blessing, and I, I give God all the glory for that. So Long story short, Dr. Carson's campaign came back to me and said, would you be our state chair? 
And they told me I was the only pastor <laughs> that was uh, a state chair for, for somebody running for, um, for the presidency. And, and I thought, guys, I've only been an American six months. <laughs> so so um, I, uh, I, I said, yes, I prayed about it. I said, yes, I got very involved with Dr. Carson. And then he pulled out. And um, then we get a phone call from a, a gentleman by the name of Donald Trump <laughs> asking for um, uh, some of our leaders to go to a meeting. And of course, I didn't want to go because I didn't like him at the time. I had a prejudice against him. Um, but I sent uh, one of our leaders, uh, Pascual Urbaza, went there. He's Latino, of course. And um, he went to the big meeting and then they invited him to a smaller meeting, just, uh, just about 30 people or so. And and they said, listen, pastor, you're the only pastor in this room. So go sit next to the Donald Trump. <laughs> so the beginning of our relationship with Donald Trump started with Pasquale sitting next to him. And, um, and uh, someone in the crowd who was very prophetic said, uh, Mr. Trump, that man has a word for you. The pastor has a word for you. And so Mr. Uh, Donald turned to, to, uh, to uh, Pasquale and uh, Pasquale says, you've got to stop calling us Mexicans. He confronted him <laughs> and then said, if you want to really get to know us and you want to win the election, you're going to have to spend time with Latinos. Let's have a fiesta. Let's get together, get to know us. So um, that was the beginning of the process. And then uh, Mr. Trump looked at Pascual and said, I like you. I want to go to your church. And then Pascual started calling me and I said, no, I don't like him. I don't want him to come. And of course, there's a great disturb. Whenever anyone comes that's running for office, there's a massive so, uh, secret service. There's um, a disruption to the service. I said, no, I don't want him to come. It'll disrupt everything. And I, I don't really like him very much. Um, so long story short, Pascal kept calling me back and saying they really want to come. They, they, they want you to coordinate a meeting with uh, minority pastors. And we've been there at the time, 24 years. And so um, I said, well, listen, is he for school choice? Because I, our church and I, and we've been fighting for school choice because kids are in bad neighborhoods and schools are struggling. So um, he calls him back. He says, yeah, he's for school choice. I said, okay, I'll coordinate the meeting with the minorities and I'll let him come and visit our school. And that was our first encounter with Mr. Donald Trump uh, just a couple months before the elections. And uh, he proved to be an absolute gentleman with everyone that he met. I, um, his, his staff was phenomenal. He was phenomenal, very kind. Uh, they let me ask him any question I wanted to. Uh, so that was our introduction to Donald Trump. Our very first time that uh, I met him was um, at our church, at our school, actually. Um, and uh, he did a great job with the pastors and leaders. Uh, so my, my impressions of him really changed that day. Um, wow. You know, thought, Boy, this, yeah, this is so interesting. <laughs> and there's so much to unpack, and podcasts, by their very nature, are brief. But yeah. you know, I can understand where you're coming from. I was originally a Ted Cruz guy. I had a lot of respect for oh, Ben wow. Carson, but I knew it was going to take somebody tough, tough, tough. And I yeah. thought that was Ted Cruz. Well, as time has proven, wow. he can't hold a candle to Donald Trump. No. <laughs> but no, um, you know, when <laughs> when Ted dropped out and Donald Trump got the nomination. My attitude was anybody but Hillary. And, uh, wow. you know, anybody on that stage, I, I would have uh, backed. And, you know, the thing is, we knew what Hillary would do. We didn't really know what Trump would do, but we took a chance on him. He's turned out to be a great friend of Christians in a way that nobody would have expected. 
on, uh, in different uh, media interviews and podcasts, I've talked about how I've had the privilege of being in meetings, usually with leaders, uh, with four different presidents. And in those settings, wow. there was never even a prayer. But people <laughs> pray over Donald Trump, and he seems to <laughs> like it. And so all of this stuff is happening. And, of course, you know about the prophecies that he'd win. Yeah. Of course, people yeah. outside the church don't pay much attention to that. And even people in the church don't pay much attention. And, and prophets are wrong. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, That's true. However, I will say that when uh, Chuck Pierce, who's one of the ones I documented in my book, because I think these yeah. things need to be documented, he said that God had said to him something about the trump card. And when yeah, he was yeah. in Las Vegas driving to his meeting and he went by yeah. Trump Tower, he felt like the Lord opened his eyes and he saw that the prophecy was really about Donald Trump. This was very, very early in the whole process. And I don't want to get away from your story because it's so interesting. I'm particularly interested in the prophecy that happened Sunday. Of course, it's, yeah. it's been all over YouTube. I didn't yeah. uh, pay attention <laughs> to how many people have viewed it, but I know it's just it went viral, and <laughs> yeah. and your wife spoke. Uh, your wife Denise spoke a powerful word. You know, if I was on that stage, you know, I'm a spirit-filled Christian. I don't have the kind of ministry you have, and there have been times that I've been able to speak a prophetic word. I wouldn't have the nerve to do that to speak <laughs> it to the arguably the most powerful man on the planet. I mean, what if you get it wrong? What you know? What if he yeah. rejects yeah. it? So, kind yeah. of tell us uh, briefly. How yeah. this came, how the uh, his attendance on Sunday came, and 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 then your wife said because I just watched it that she woke up at like four thirty in the morning and got this word from the Lord. Tell us what that word was, and uh, and then we'll have to kind of wrap up, and I'll give you the last word. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was kind of amazing because the first time that we we had him, we we did anoint him with oil and we prayed for him and prophesied over him. This is six months before the election or four months. Uh, but the second time was when my wife was uh, calling me on a Saturday night and said, President Trump is coming tomorrow. And I said, well, I'm not going to fly home. You preach. I want him to hear you. Because my wife is amazing. And she's, she's a voice. She's fearless. She's still Canadian. She doesn't like talking about politics. She doesn't talk about any of that. So Sunday, when she told me that she had a word. And I had told Pasquale... About three weeks ago, I said, President Trump is coming back. I woke up in the middle of the night and God spoke to my brain and said, Paul, he's coming back and you're supposed to pray for him and it's going to shift America. You and your team, pray for him. Get ready. So I told Pasquale and he goes, yeah, I've got the same thing. So all of a sudden, Friday, I walk into the parking lot and there's 30 social uh, secret service. <laughs> and um, my uh, my team, you know, we, of course, we, we got ready for it because as you know, with with DC, it's last minute uh, because they have to be that way for security. So long story short, my wife told me that morning, honey, I got a word. I said, baby, then you share it. I said, I trust you, whatever you have, because obviously she she preached the first time he was there and stayed the whole time and loved it. So something significant about this man, because he's been anointed three times, uh, twice at our church. And then yesterday he got the prophecy. So like I said, my wife's not normally saying things like that. She gets up there and she got the word about the wind and then she turned it into the wind being a win for him and going to second term. I was, Steve, I was as shocked as you, as anybody else, 
because she's the least likely person to say that kind of stuff. Now, I might say it, Pasquale might say it, but not my wife. So at the time, I know there was a hubbub and people protesting has gone all around the world. But I said, guys, we'll know in three weeks. The Bible says someone prophesies and the others judge. I know my wife. She doesn't make stuff up. Now, could she be wrong? Of course she can. However, I appreciate the fact that she was bold enough to speak it out and bold enough to be yourself. And that's the way ICLV is in Las Vegas. We live in a broken city and we're very bold people and we get involved and we get in trouble because we speak about policies. And uh, so I was so proud of my wife, Steve, that that she just it started with the wind and then it went to the wind and then she just went off. Well, and she's I told not, you later on. She, she, yeah, I'm sorry. She's not the first one to prophesy this. And in my various books and in Charisma, we try to document it. We try not to make a bigger deal of it. Or, yeah. or say that it's true necessarily. But yeah. I say that I, you know, I believe I have a witness in my spirit that this is right. And I would think yeah. that this is very encouraging to the president at a time when he is under attack from every angle. I mean, there was a leaked phone call yeah. uh, that should not have been leaked, and they impeached yeah. him over it. And when they have yeah. Hunter Biden's laptop with all this evidence they want to poo-poo it as nothing i mean it's just incredible and then he gets COVID 19 and we don't have time to go into all that but as we wrap up why don't you uh tell my listeners how they can connect with your ministry of course they can google you and that that video will show up in fact i got (laughs) the entire service i noticed it was an hour and 41 minutes long i haven't watched the whole thing yet but um it's good to be able to and and, you know, an election is coming up, and we as Christians yeah. want to understand what God is saying. I think that it is so clear-cut. It is so clear-cut with one is like light and the other is like darkness. And I'm talking about the policies, um, yeah. and it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. And so, yeah. and then, and then it, uh, uh, the polls are all saying that Donald Trump's going to lose, so, and uh, people are buying guns and everything else. What do you think is going to happen as we wrap up? Well, I appreciate that, Steve. Um, listen, um, I know, just like you know, I've been on several meetings in, at the White House. And boy, I've met so many Christians that are part of the White House staff. And even the entire team on Sunday, there were tears in their eyes. I won't say who because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But there was a move of God. And the president sat there the whole time. Three times they tried to usher him off to his next, next meeting. He would not leave. And at the end, I gave him a brand new book that I just finished called Game Changers. And in it, I call him a game changer. And I, 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 he stood there, just looked at me with this book in his hands, and he wouldn't leave. His whole staff knew he had to leave. But what I'm telling all the listeners, uh, you can just go to Paul Mark Goulet on my Facebook. Uh, you can go to ICLV, uh, YouTube slash ICLV, and all the resources are there because we, we Pasquale's at the White House every two or three weeks. We are in the know, and what a privilege it is to work with this president and his staff. They're phenomenal. So if if, if there's Christians listening today and you're not sure, I want to just encourage you from from someone like Steve and myself who are in the inside, I can tell you my my prayer is that he gets reelected. Of course, our church is multicultural and multi-party. But my, my, uh, I know what's going on. And to see, I actually thanked him for the top 10 things he's done so far in the first four years. Because we have to honor, give honor to whom honor is due. 
So to all the listeners, I'm Paul Bartoulet. It's an honor to be on the Charisma Podcast. And uh, I'll tell you what, go vote. Tell all your friends that people like us who have met him, he's actually not like they portray him. He's a fighter, though. Tell you what, don't pick a fight with him because he'll fight right back. But I can tell you, he sat there for the entire time, Steve, did not leave and would not leave until we blessed him. That's the type of man that's our president right now. And that tells you a lot by what he does and his attitude, even though he is very quiet about articulating in the same way that someone like you and I might articulate it, partly because that's our, you know, our background and the world we live in. But um, we really need to pray. We really need to pray. I personally feel that something has kind of shifted in the spirit, which is one of the reasons I wanted to interview you. And I hadn't heard about your book, Game Changer, but I want to have you back on the podcast and talk about that book. I think that would be very interesting. So uh, thank you uh, for taking time from a very busy schedule to fit in this kind of last-minute podcast. (laughs) And um, I encourage people to share it. We'll be uh, reporting this. We'll do a news story on charismanews.com about what we've talked about just now. And... um, and as you share it, it's why people listen. This podcast, God, Trump, in the 2020 election, appears to go over 1 million downloads in the next 24 Amazing. hours. So maybe Amazing. the people that are listening <laughs> to this podcast will put it over the top. And, of course, I have my other <laughs> podcast, The Strang Report, which I invite you to check out as well. So thank you for listening. Thank you to uh, Pastor Paul Mark Goulet of the International Church of Las Vegas. Uh, for this very interesting podcast, but really more than that, the, the, the leadership that you have, the boldness that you have. And, and listen, we love Canadians, but uh, we're, glad that you're, we're glad that you're one of us now. So thank you for listening. God bless you.